0: No.
1: everybody, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you
2: like it.
1: How you doing today? I hope you're having a great day. If you're having a bad day, I hope it gets a little bit better just by hanging with me for a little bit. Because that's what I do, people. No, it's not about me. It's about us getting together every single week. And um, hopefully it's a brighter part of your day. I hope it's uh, an encouraging part of your day. Maybe you're driving to work. Driving home from work, taking a break from work, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe you're procrastinating. Uh, maybe you're on a walk. Maybe you're on a run. I don't know. But thanks for letting me join you. Thanks for letting me step into your story today. And uh, I hope uh, this will be an uplifting time for you, as it always is for me. It's been crazy busy. I Meant so much for like summer relaxation. Got a little vacation with the family, as we've already talked about. But, uh, man, never a dull moment. So much is going on. And uh, matter of fact, this week, just this week alone, I had uh, a songwriting session. I had a vocal recording session. I got to uh, cut vocals on a new version of a song that's going to be part of a tribute album. Can't tell you any more than that, so stay tuned. I did a, a television special taping for Christmas, in July. What the heck? My friend Max Licato invited me. He was doing a television special called Because of Bethlehem and uh, joined by special guests uh, Cece Winans, myself, Matt Marr, Ann Wilson, Evan Kraft, and Max was doing the teaching. We did it here in Nashville. It's going to be in theaters in December. I can't wait to tell you more about it. Uh, but it was an incredible experience and it was so much fun. It's like it's literally heat wave, 90 something degrees outside of Nashville and I got my suit on, and the band's there, and uh, we were singing Christmas songs, and uh, actually I wrote a new song and surprised Max with it and performed it at the the television special taping, so you guys might get to hear a new Christmas song this year as well. But being there just kind of got me in the Christmas spirit, even though it's the middle of the summer, so I thought that was kind of fun. Christmas in July. In fact, if you subscribe to my weekly uh, devotional that I send out at popwee.org, if you haven't, you got to go sign up for that. But uh, this week's devotional is called Christmas in July because it was kind of a reminder for me. It's like, wait, I'm hearing the Christmas story and it just hit me. It's like, How often do I actually read like Luke chapter 2 any other time of the year other than December? And it's so funny. It's like there's certain scriptures that are like go-to scriptures at certain times of the year, but there's nowhere in the Bible that says this verse should only be read seasonally. You know, so it was fun to return to Luke chapter two this week in my own quiet time and just be reminded of the birth of Jesus and what it means for us today—not just at Christmas time, but all through the year, right? So uh, that's just a little encouragement I want to pass on to you. Maybe maybe read Luke chapter two this week and get in the Christmas spirit in July, just like Max Locato allowed me to do. It also reminded me to remind you that we've got a special special weekend coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, and in Franklin, Tennessee. Come home for Christmas with me and the West family, December 1st through the 3rd. This is gonna be an epic weekend. Matter of fact, the location of where we did the television special, this beautiful theater in Nashville called the Fisher Center. It's on campus at Belmont University. I'm telling you what, One of the most beautiful theaters i've ever stepped into and that is going to be the location of one of our special christmas concerts when you come to nashville and hang out with the west family and get your passes if you're looking for an early christmas present want to nail your christmas shopping now so you don't have to worry about it on december 23rd go to matthewwest.com you can get ticket information we've got different tiers there's gold and silver passes for the weekend all the gold have been sold uh, but there's still silver passes available And it's a whole weekend itinerary. You're going to be part of a Christmas tree lighting. We've got tons of surprises, by the way meet and greets, a special Christmas concert, Christmas dinners together, a live podcast taping, a songwriter round with special celebrity guests. So it's an epic weekend in Nashville. And Franklin, Tennessee is the most magical place at Christmas time, and you're going to get to experience all that with me. So go to MatthewWest.com, and don't wait because these tickets are selling, and then lodging accommodations and all that stuff gets uh, booked up super fast. And so I've been telling people the earlier, the better, and thankfully a whole bunch of you have listened, but there's not a lot of tickets left. So go to MatthewWest.com to be a part of Come Home for Christmas in Nashville. We had an epic time uh, this past weekend. I was on the road and got to perform at Life Fest in Wisconsin, as well as Like the Way Festival in Ozark, Missouri. And uh, my friend Ann Wilson was on the bill as well. Man, it was an epic time. I uh, brought my daughters with me, and that was fun hanging with them. My oldest daughter, Lulu, hopped on stage and sang a song with me. But uh, man, if you get a chance to come out and see a show, sure would love to have you come and join us. We're going to be making a special tour announcement very soon. And I want to make sure my podcast listeners get the first chance to uh, to come out and see a show. And matter of fact, one of the ways you can do that, all right, if you want to get early access to uh, tickets for the, uh, well, let's just say there's a special announcement coming. And uh, I want to make sure that you can get there's an email sign up at MatthewWest.com. There's a little box. You just click on the email sign up. That's going to get you early access so you can be the first to buy tickets and meet and greets for uh, some upcoming tour dates that are going to be announced very, very soon. All right. Lots of good stuff going on. I hope your summer's going great. Here's what I want to do today. Uh, Speaking of Max Licato, I've been doing uh, sort of revisiting. I can't believe how many episodes of this podcast I've already been able to do. And with doing a weekly podcast, I feel like some of them can get lost in the shuffle. And and some of my favorite conversations have taken place on this podcast. And so I want to revisit one of my favorite conversations. And uh, it's in the spirit of who I got to do a television special with this past week. His name is Max Licato, and he is an inspiring Man, he's a wordsmith, he's a pastor, he's an amazing author. His books have encouraged and inspired me for years. And I love every chance that I get to talk to him. And so, in case you missed it, I got to have Max Licato on the podcast and we're gonna do a little bit of a summer rewind. You're gonna get the chance to listen to this conversation. Let's go to the story house with my buddy, Max Licato.
2: Hey, how you doing? I'm really doing well. I am. Thank you. All is good. Healthy. Family's good. Uh, life is good. It's been a real busy. The whitewater started in like mid-August, but it's been very fulfilling and satisfying. But But you know, you go through those seasons where you're... Seems like every other day you're either speaking or traveling or writing. It's just one deadline after another. You know that better than anybody. I went whitewater rafting this summer <laughs> with my daughter, and uh, and so that
1: that illustration rings yeah. vividly true for me. So, and this was all based around. I mean, with the release of the book that just came out in September, it's just it's it's still nonstop for you,
2: like just a lot of speaking engagements, and engagements. Well, I'm preaching every weekend at the church. You know, you've been here, and you. I preach uh, about twenty or twenty five times a year. Uh, I'm not senior pastor anymore, and I don't think I could survive being senior pastor and doing everything else.
1: Can I ask? Can we get right down to the heavy hitting questions? What led to your demotion at the church? was it <laughs> was it scandal was it, um, Do people want to know? We just want you, you know, I want to give you a chance to defend yourself. The listening
2: ears want to know. You know, I've been here uh, since 1988, and for most of those years, I was senior pastor. Yeah. There was a time, though, when I realized I was—my uh, my job description basically was uh, preaching, leading the staff, and writing books and everything that comes with those three. Right. And I really felt like I was shortchanging the staff, um, and so that's when I—and also I was— uh, Getting into my early, well, about 63, I'm 68 now, so it's about four years ago. I started having a few health issues. All You know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing fine, but enough to be a bit of a wake-up call. So I thought of those three, I could uh, turn the leading of the staff over yeah. to someone else. And and still, if they want me to, uh, I, I offered to stay and be a preacher, and then also I can keep writing books. And it, it seemed like a, a right time to make that transition. And you've met Travis Eads, yeah. our, our, he's our senior pastor now, and he's a great guy, got a great future ahead of him. He yeah. does, yeah, and the way that you've poured
1: into him, and and knowing you, that had to be a hard decision because you, you've you poured your heart and soul into uh, Oak Hills Church. Yeah. For those who don't know Max Lacato's church, Oak Hills in San Antonio, Texas, one of my favorite cities to travel to, one of my favorite churches to visit um and and so many of the books really all of the books that um minister and speak to so many people throughout the years that you have put out into the world have really been born out of your teaching as a pastor right isn't that Exactly. You've uh, you yeah. shared before your process is like are you you're teaching a series that then becomes a
2: book or you're writing a book and then No. Okay. Well, I teach a series like like right now over the next two weeks, I conclude a 12-part series on the life of Elijah. And, and Lord willing, uh, that'll become a book in the future. But I always preach it first. And uh, I think that really makes the book better. It refines it. It's kind of like, you know, when you take a song and test it in a concert before you record it, just to see kind of what the reaction is. It helps me to pick up on what uh, what the spirit is using to connect with people and what might just be my own tangent. And so it's a helpful process.
1: Do you consider yourself like a creative? Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes like, I just wonder if if you tend to downplay your creativity because you're a pastor as well, but it's like, not that pastors aren't creative. They have to be creative every week.
2: No, you know? I, no, I hear you. Pastors uh, are kind of a unique breed. You, you know, it well, you grew up in the home of a pastor uh, we're part mayor, part poet, you know, part minstrel, part comforter. <laughs> After a, a few years, you begin to realize what you do best. And I never did feel like the uh, fundraising, team building, strategy planning part. I was happy to do that, but it didn't come as easily as just crafting sermons or even counseling. I, I enjoy... I don't consider myself a trained therapist by any stretch, but i I enjoy sitting in the office or across the coffee table from somebody and and trying to you know discern how to help deal with their issues. But the part about training the staff and building the buildings that that's secondary so we're we're not going to call you to lead the church bake sale anytime probably
1: soon. not, probably not. You could be the taster,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, and we all know pastors, though, who do that exceptionally well, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and typically they're, you know, leading a large congregation, and uh, it just runs like a Rolex. Uh, well, what a gift, and they're uniquely qualified.
1: But having margin in the life of a pastor and and uh, space, that's always uh, a struggle and a challenge, and, uh, and so for you to make that bold choice of um, allowing yourself to be demoted, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it winds up opening yourself up to continue to give the gift of your words and your books to to people who are ministered to and i love what you said about you know checking your making sure your idea isn't just some personal tangent and actually something that's going to speak to people but you did compare it to my songwriting and trying out a new song on the audience and so i've had moments that i do but i tell you it's a tough thing to um when your your whole set list in fact, the other night, my whole set—I've been fortunate to be around long enough to where mo- almost every song the crowd's singing back to me. Yeah. And then when I say, uh, "Hey, I want to try a new song out on you," <laughs> you know, I swear I saw a bunch of thumbs down in the second row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah crickets, crickets. It's, uh, you don't hear anything. I huh? heard uh, there was a classic rock band that was interviewed. I can't remember who it was, but they said, "You know, the funny, the craziest thing happens is anytime we say." Uh, we want to play a new song. The crowd all suddenly has to go to the
2: bathroom. <laughs> so that's great. That's great. Let me ask you: Do you ever? I mean, some of your songs are, you know, I I could everybody could sing them backwards because we love them so much. But we don't sing them every night. You know, I I, I remember I remember James Taylor. I just watched a concert uh, on television with him and Carol King, and of course she wrote. You've got a You've friend, got right? A friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and he made just kind of an offhand comment. He said, "I don't know why my life assignment was to sing this every night." <laughs> and he went like that every night. Of course, the crowd w- wouldn't let him leave without singing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But you do you get tired of singing the same?
1: I've heard that that artists will even get to the point where they'll refuse to play some of their biggest songs. Um, you know, well, we just came through. Uh, the Thanksgiving season, Max, and I have a song called Gobble Gobble that I, I severely regret <laughs> writing. I'll just <laughs> because now I've got this army of four year olds who ca- every show in November showed up with their Gobble Gobble posters. And, uh, and so I would joke with the crowd. I said, you know, I got all these songs about Jesus and this audience wants to hear a song about Turkey. What's wrong with you? You know, I will say, I don't think I get Tired of singing the ones that people want to hear because what it strikes me is like it hits me as you know what back to what you said it's it wasn't a tangent the Lord used it like and when I see the crowd singing or hear them singing a song back to me it tells me that somehow they've allowed that story or that song those words to be part of their story and their part of their life Yeah. yeah and so I've never been one of those who's like. You know, I'm just thankful to have one that they know. Uh, I don't know that I've yeah. really thought too much about being, up until the Gobble Gobble song came along, and then I started questioning all my life's decisions. <laughs> 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 it's interesting, the similarities, too, though. Like, I love that you're, I have to tell you, and just accept the compliments, which is probably hard for you to do, but I've, I've listened to you preach multiple times, and you're not only a gifted wordsmith. You, my all-time favorite author, but like when you teach, it's like you're such a gifted speaker and communicator too, and I don't think that's always a given. Like there might be someone who has the gift of putting words on the paper, but when they stand up to address a crowd, that's not their gifting. I love listening to you speak and share, and that's one of the many reasons why I was so excited to have you back on the show too to talk about your new book but you've clearly put in your more than ten hours not just in front of your computer but but learning how to speak straight to the hearts of what people are going and i can tell you this book help is here is not a personal tangent my friend i i think you've probably experienced already the new book that just came out in september and uh, as we head towards the holidays I know listeners are going to be picking this up for themselves, for family and friends. I always love to give books to my family and friends for Christmas, and uh, this is one that's getting my full endorsement. Help is here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Can you talk about how you've seen—what have people been communicating to you about how this has been a book for right
2: now? Well, uh, the words that work for me to describe this day and age— Are weary, wounded, and worried. That's That's just like a preacher, right? Three points. (laughs) It all starts with the same (laughs) letter. That's why I
1: like you. I'm the same (laughs) way, man.
2: (laughs) Uh, But I mean, the pandemic just took it out of us. And and if the pandemic didn't take it out of us, the the controversies, uh, the racial tension, the political issues, we just we're just beat up. We're beat up, and pastors are too. Uh, The number of pastors who are seriously considering resigning is off the charts. It's just terrible. It's really sad. I do think uh, that tapping into supernatural strength, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a, a politician, whether you're a professor, whatever you do, this is a season that the church, number one, would greatly benefit from getting reacquainted with the Holy Spirit, and then number two, that we can live out that life, live out that, that spirit-led life, spirit-empowered life, and discover who He is and what He means. The feedback I've I've gotten so far, Matthew, has been, been really positive and timely. The topic or the teaching of the Holy Spirit is intimidating. You know, it's intimidating to get our heads around who He is, because he is so unlike us. <laughs> you know, he is he is not like we are. He is a spirit. And so to get our minds around who he is, and then also there is a uh, there's a bit of a trigger point for some either depending on what our experience's been, some people uh react against the Holy Spirit because of what they were taught or they kind of go overboard becoming the you know, the buddy-buddy with the Holy Spirit because of what they believe. And, and so it it has been a discussion uh, where we've struggled as a church to to come, you know, in a unified spirit like we would about the cross of Christ or the birth of Jesus. But the teaching about the Holy Spirit has, has not been an easy one for us to get our minds around. And that's why I'm so glad that you
1: you took it on in a way that only you could— Here's, uh, I'll read your own words back to you. Your Bible makes more than 100 references to the Holy Spirit. Jesus says more about the Spirit than he does about the church, marriage, finances, and the future. Why the emphasis on him? God does not want a bunch of stressed out, worn out, done in, and washed up children representing him in the world. He wants us to be fresher day by day, hour by hour. Man, as we crawl, many of us, feel like we're crawling towards the end of the year. Our (laughs) our strengths, our resources, you use the image of whitewater rafting. I can relate to that as I'm getting to the end of this year. But to be reminded that he wants us to be not weaker and more exhausted, but fresher day by day and hour by hour. And I loved what you said about how there's the teaching of the Holy Spirit can can really cause division in the church or scare people off even and, and you wrote later on somewhere in between is the healthy saint he has a childlike heart she has a high regard for scripture he is open to fresh strength there it is again she is discerning and careful both he and she seek to follow the spirit they clutch with both hands this final promise of jesus you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you. Now they don't even need to read the book. I'm just going to do a reading of your book because it's that good. That's great. Your your voice is that great. I'll, I'll listen to it.
2: It's time for bedtime stories where I read Max Lucado's books.
1: I, I think you're so right about people, um, maybe being scared off or falling on extreme sides of the coin, and then the tragic and sad end result could be that we that we fail to seek out our counselor. Day by day, I can point in my own life just going, why do I feel wearier day by day and moment by moment? It's because day by day and moment by moment, I'm at any given day, I'm forgetful of the helper who is there to guide me through. So let's talk about that a little bit. Just uh, we don't need to talk about the extremes, but why is it so important for us to focus in on why the Bible focuses in? On the references to the Holy Spirit, like what are we to learn from that? That He's
2: that the Bible makes more than a hundred references to the Holy Spirit. I think um, the fact that Jesus made teaching about the Holy Spirit the primary theme of the Upper Room discourse on the night before the crucifixion, uh, John fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, speaks volumes as to the importance of the Holy Spirit. That's where Jesus uh, made statements that may sent, may, or may be familiar to many of us, like, uh, unless I go away, he cannot come. He will guide you into all truth. Uh, he will reveal to you things that are to come. The role of the Holy Spirit is to take the form of a teacher and a comforter in our hearts. That passage there in John fourteen fifteen and 16 is a beautiful, beautiful word, a paraclete, Paraclete. it's a Greek Greek word, uh, para, to come alongside, cleat, to comfort or to assure. Translations call the Holy Spirit, different ones call him the comforter, uh, the advocate, the one who comes alongside. But all of those mean essentially that we have a friend, a divine friend in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and it all boils down to the promise that when we say yes to Jesus, Jesus says yes to us and deposits the divine friend uh, within ourselves, within us. And and again, this is so mysterious and uh, otherworldly that it causes us to say, wait a second, what does all that mean? And it becomes really a lifelong journey. Nobody has cracked the code on following the Holy Spirit. Okay? Nobody has the apostle Paul did not nobody has cracked the code the holy spirit is so far grander so mighty that we are we're a speck of sand he is the pacific ocean okay that's that's how huge he is and so let's let's kind of disavow ourselves of the fact that somebody somewhere understands everything about the holy spirit all we can do is gaze at him with wonder and welcome him with open hearts and trust him he wants to lead us even more than we want to be led by Him. So He will move in, and He will begin to prompt us, encourage us, and lift our spirits. I think my last little comment on, on this—I mean, not the last. We'll go I'll talk about whatever you want. But I, I keep going back to illustration between a husband and a wife. You know, I've been married 40—almost 40, 42 years— I understand my wife, Dina Lynn whom you know far better than I did four decades ago, and it's simply because we've been together so long. She clears her throat, and I hear something in that, you know, and so it is with the Holy Spirit. As we walk with him, we begin to sense things that might even be unique just to us. You know, he may speak to Matthew in a way that he does not speak to me uh, because each of us is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, he's going to move in each of us differently. But I just don't want people to freak out. There was one study by Lifeway that said three out of five Christians think the Holy Spirit is an it. And that's unfortunate. An it is just like electrical power surge. Nobody can be good friends with electricity. So let's quit. Just don't call him an it. Let's acknowledge he is a person and that he is longing to move into our hearts and bring us help and hope. You guys have heard me talk about my
1: dogs, Nick and Rocky. I want to feed them healthy food, and I found it. It's called Sundays. My dogs are loving it. I'm loving it, Uh, feeding them healthy dog food. It's also easy to store and easy to serve, and they've got a new turkey recipe that seems to be my dog's favorite yet check this out sundays is zero prep zero mess and zero stress it's fresh done better unlike other fresh food brands they don't add in synthetic or artificial vitamins minerals or flavors the food is naturally complete and balanced sundays does not require refrigeration and can be stored in your pantry or right on your countertop sundays is healthy it's air-dried dog food made from a short list of human grade ingredients It was co-founded by Dr. Tori Waxman, a practicing vet, actually. Sundays contains 90% real meat, 10% vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. In every recipe, you're going to find natural digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, healthier skin and more energy and that is just the beginning my dogs are loving it your dogs will love it too sundays is shelfable lightweight and easy to travel with if you're on the go every order ships right to your door so you're never going to have to worry about running out of dog food again plus get 20 off free shipping on every subscription order sundays cost 40 percent less than other healthy dog food brands because we don't waste money shipping frozen packages instead They're going to spend on what matters, sourcing the best natural ingredients for your dog. They worked out a special deal with us. For our dog-loving listeners, get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash west. Use code west at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash west. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. If you're like me, you want the air in your home to be as clean as possible, right? And uh, I got to tell you, this statistic kind of freaked me out. Did you know Americans spend 90% of our time indoors? And according to the EPA, indoor air can be as much as 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. Kind of freaks me out. That's why this podcast is sponsored by Air Doctor. You breathe around 30,000 gallons of air per day. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so that your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor uses an Ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99%. That's basically every percent of tested bacteria and viruses. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust, mites, and mold. From stinky gym clothes to chemical cleaning products, Air Doctor is always on call to keep your air fresh and clean. I'm loving it. The West family's loving it. It's really helped me personally and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Plus the classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 square foot room four times per hour. That's a lot of power in a little machine. And with Air Doctor, there's no need to worry about noise. They use their exclusive whisper jet fans. That are 30% quieter than the fans in ordinary air purifiers. That means you can run Air Doctor at the highest speeds while still enjoying a peaceful home environment. You gotta check this out. If you want the air in your home to be clean and it maybe got allergies, all that kind of stuff, this can really help with that. It's time to get peace of mind with Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code West. And depending on the model, you're going to receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpr PRO.com. Use the promo code WEST one last time. That's up to 39% off or up to $300 off if you go to airdoctorpr PRO.com and use the promo code WEST. It was hard for me not to be cynical at times as a kid when it came to like moves of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you one example. Sometimes somebody would speak in tongues, right? So I think sometimes when they think of the Holy, people think of the Holy Spirit, it'd be like, well, what is that? You know what I mean? And um, certainly. As a kid, sometimes I get nervous because I would like somebody would speak in tongues, right? Uh, And then there'd be like an interpretation. But like I would always have one eye open and I would see who was speaking in tongues and I was like, "Wait, I know that guy and I know what he's been up to lately <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> this is horrible. This is and this story is going nowhere. But I will say <laughs> at one point there was I remember one vivid moment where, where this guy and we didn't even li- we didn't grow up in a very charismatic church. I have this image. It was a Sunday night service and this guy that was just he got like Uh, you know, slain in the spirit, Max. And he fell over, but he fell on this sweet elderly woman who was just minding her own business. And she got injured and had to be taken to the hospital. And I oh my goodness, that has stuck in my mind as like, This person was misguided in what he was doing. There was no way, like, God, there's no way that was your will for that sweet elderly woman to be in harm's way because the Holy Spirit fell on this guy who was wanting to show everybody how spiritual he was. And just in me telling you those stories probably gives you a little insight into why I'm excited about your book because sometimes I think there's, we accumulate stuff, you know? And sometimes you got to press a reset when it comes to, aspects of who God is and his character and how he wants to help you. Like I need this book to kind of hit a reset. And I guess maybe I'm telling those, maybe those stories were brought up in my mind as I'm listening to you for a reason, because maybe somebody else out there has had like experiences that they associate with a move of the Holy Spirit and go, boy, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't know where to put that, but it's negatively affecting when I
2: think of you know, the Holy Spirit being my helper? My experience was, I specifically remember being taught everything the Holy Spirit could not do. And uh, our, our little church In West Texas, where you have been, to my hometown. You're one of the few human beings who has been been to my desolate, (laughs) little, dusty hometown. In the venue that has a sign that says, Beware of Rattlesnakes. (laughs) And it's no joke. (laughs) (laughs) They also should have one. Be careful where you step. (laughs) I've I've
1: never been on stage Uh, singing worried about uh, a slithering snake coming around. But anyways, carry on.
2: There is a golf course out there that has a sign that says, Rough begins here, because you can't tell the fairway from the rough. It's all brown. So I, I just think that's so funny. They had to announce, "Okay, this is our rough." Like, who cares? It's all the same. It's a top-notch it's, course. West Texas is West Texas. Yes, it is. Well, okay. So I I was raised in a in a little church. God bless them, You know. They taught me about Jesus, but they did not teach me about the Holy Spirit. And I had no clue. All I knew about the Holy Spirit was what the Holy Spirit did not do. And uh our our pastors, there's more than one, came through the church. They made it a point of pointing out those weird, you know, Pentecostals right. or charismatics and, and really making sermons out of those. And so I grew up gun shy, gun shy. Well, of course we want to be discerning, but it was the, it, it, it caused me to uh, be absolutely clueless about what to understand about the Holy Spirit, which the Lord ended up using, Matthew, to my advantage because I had a clean slate. Uh, in the book, I tell about when I first entered the ministry of our church here in San Antonio, and I burned out. I just fizzled out. I was just exhausted. Three small kids at home, busy at the church, and and I desperately needed strength. And that's when the Holy Spirit uh, began to minister to me in mysterious ways. You know, I, I, would, I would be at peace when I should not have been at peace. I would have ideas when I should have been confused. The way I used to describe it is the gray sky took on some blueness again over a period of three or four months. And that's when I realized this is the Holy Spirit ministering to me. And, and, and it was very real and it wasn't brought about by you sitting down and saying and and
1: inviting that to happen it was happening all around
2: you yeah now i did sit down and say lord i'm just i'm just toast i, I couldn't sleep at night i developed insomnia and i would get up in the middle of the night and sit on our couch in my pajamas and just kind of utter prayers but no no i never did seek out a, a pastor and say could you you know, help me receive the Holy Spirit. I, I sought Jesus. I sought strength. I sought God. And only later, what happened is, is that we were studying in the Gospel of John as a church. And we got to John 14, 15, and 16. And I read those words that I just we discussed just a couple of moments ago. And I said, oh, <laughs> that's the Holy Spirit who has been helping me. I think the Holy Spirit is never self-promoting. His desire is to present Jesus. His assignment is to lead us into truth about Jesus, to reveal Jesus to us. There's a great little book on the Holy Spirit called The Shy Member of the Trinity. It's by Frederick Dale Bruner. It's a great little book. I love that title, The Shy Member of the Trinity, because the, the Holy Spirit wants Jesus to be center stage because Jesus is our redeemer. It is his death, his incarnation that reaches us. It's his death that saves us. It's his resurrection that gives us hope. And so the Holy Spirit comes alongside to to point to Jesus, uh, to direct us to him. And so it could be that both of the extremes represented by our upbringings are uh, equally problematic. You know, I grew up hearing nothing. You saw a few things that <laughs> were not really appropriate. Right. Both of us, however, will benefit as as we grow and appreciate the Holy Spirit more.
1: Uh, one of the scriptures I was thinking about and thinking about your book too is in Romans 8:26 and 27. that talks about like even the example that you just shared of like you you know, you were toast and maybe not even sure what to pray. But tell me your thoughts on, on this scripture in Romans 8, where Paul says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. What are your thoughts on that idea? Like, Because there's something, when you talk about him being the comforter, that thought comforts me, that like God, even when I don't know, even when I don't know what I should pray for, because a lot of times that's how I feel. Like I... Though I want, your will be done at the end of the day is kind of my default prayer because but sometimes there's just that I'm so weary I don't even know I don't even know where to begin
2: and the thought that the Holy Spirit intercedes he's our intercessor, he's our advocate you know when I lived in South America, uh Dinalin and I moved to Brazil in nineteen eighty three and we couldn't get our stuff out of customs, our belongings were all stuck in customs and and we were you know, going through expected culture shock anyway, trying to learn a language, trying to adapt to a Brazilian way of life. And we couldn't even get our pictures out of a suitcase. I mean, you know, our pots and pans, everything was stuck in customs. And so I went down every day to the customs official and I begged him, I said, please. And my Portuguese was terrible and I was a gringo. I mean, there's nothing about me that made it, you know, impressive to that guy. And it was just stuck. So for six weeks, if I remember correctly, maybe eight, we just couldn't get our stuff out of customs. It was all in a crate sitting on a dock. And Dean Lynn was sad and she wanted her stuff and I couldn't do anything. Well, this is going somewhere, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so our next door neighbor, as it turns out, was a lawyer. And he, he and his wife came over and introduced themselves to us one day. And we, we brought him into our apartment. There was no furniture. We couldn't sit down. And I explained to him in my halting Portuguese, I said, my stuff is stuck in, in customs. And he just smiled. He said, well, that's my specialty. I said, no, 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 you can't. I've been down there every day. I, don't, you know, I tried to. He said, I got it. So the next day, here I go down with this Brazilian lawyer. We walk in, and uh, the my neighbor immediately. Recognizes the customs official goes up. They shake hands. They laugh. He puts his arm around them. They're telling jokes, you know, cutting up. And then finally, he motions for me, and I go over. He, my neighbor, puts his arm around me. I look at the same guy that I've looked at day <laughs> after day after day. So my neighbor says da 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 da. He's talking in Portuguese, explaining the situation. And the guy, the customs official, goes ah okay gives me a sheet of paper, just like that, just like that. So he's got my stuff. Now, in a remote sense, my neighbor did for me what the Holy Spirit does all the time. Wow! My neighbor could speak the language. My neighbor knew the situation. My neighbor was unintimidated. My neighbor knew exactly how to manage it. That's awesome. How much more Does the Holy Spirit know exactly what Matthew needs, know exactly how Matthew needs to express it, know exactly what's best, know exactly what the problem is? And the promise of the scripture you read from Romans 8 is that that the Holy Spirit uh, is our intercessor. He goes to bat for us. So this means you never offer an anemic prayer. It may feel weak to you, but because the Holy Spirit is the one speaking on your behalf, it is always said, in the, imp- the appropriate and, and the right fashion, this takes the pressure off of us to pray in a way that gets God's attention, and it puts the pressure where it needs to be appropriately uh, on the shoulders of our intercessor, the Holy Spirit, who lives to make intercession for the saints. Yeah, that's what Jesus does. So the Holy Spirit and and Jesus are both interceding for us, and in the case of the Holy Spirit, with groans too deep or profound for words it's a beautiful beautiful
1: problem man that's a beautiful story i mean that is not that a great story uh, well just to put this principle to put skin on it like that and the color that is just powerful um uh, bills pile up saving accounts go down marriages go south pandemics rage work goes off the rails stress goes off the charts suddenly you feel powerless to calm life's chaos it's all too much to take on by yourself and this book is the reminder that we don't have to. Help is here. Finding fresh strength and purpose in the power of the Holy Spirit. Max, here we are uh, at the holidays. What did you say earlier? You had the three W's, wounded, weary, and worried. Worried, yeah. For many headed into the holidays, I mean, these things are, you know, only amplified. And especially just feeling it's been a long year. I, I kind of feel like. 2020 you know remember 2020 max
2: <laughs> but it's I like, to block it
1: <laughs> but it's like i feel like 2020 everybody's going man can't get much worse and then 2021's like you know uh you ain't seen nothing yet and then it's just each day brings enough trouble of its own uh i think uh is the truth we know that to be the case and here we are again at another end of the year but, but really with the holidays and Christmas here. Anybody listening to this who's just feeling completely weary, wounded, or worried for any reason, what's your encouragement to that person here this Christmas season?
2: I think, Matthew, that if that person and I were just sharing a cup of coffee, I would want to hear, you know, specifically, what is it that's weighing you down? Problem with worries and, and weariness is that after a time, the cumulative, just the collection of them, weighs us down, and we don't know exactly what our worry is, right? We just know we're worried. We we just get accustomed to singing a song of sadness and woe. I think it helps to say, okay, let's just dig back. Let's see if we can find the source of this sadness or the source of this anxiety. It, can you reduce it down can you reduce it down to a sentence let's identify it and, and 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 it is legitimate you know maybe maybe there's layoffs at work maybe there's downturns in the economy so exactly what is it okay now that we've identified it let's do what paul says take every thought captive and submit it to the throne of christ and i think that means we go to jesus and we say jesus i'm worried about my daughter who's about to be, I'm just making something up, right? But a daughter who's about to be a middle schooler and her friend uh, is always sneaking out at night and I'm afraid that yeah. her friend's gonna influence my daughter. Can, let, let's get it right down to something specific and, and say, Jesus, here's my specific anxiety. I, I'm really worried about my, and I know you love my daughter. I love my daughter. Would you, could I give this to you? And then Jesus, is there something I can do and then if we were in a conversation, I would say, let's be quiet for about 60 seconds, and let's see if the Holy Spirit says anything. And, and it may, he may not, but then again, he might just nudge us to have a good visit with our daughter or, or, or to ask her what she thinks or is is talk to her about what she's going through. You know, there, there could be some things that, that come to the surface. I know we often say, hey, let's just don't worry. And that's good counsel. But I do think it, it's even better to try to get down to the, you know, the source of it and deal with it.
1: Hey, do you need to supercharge your hiring? Well, just like me, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline hiring and powerful. Uh, they've got these powerful tools that will find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over eighty percent of employers are getting quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data U.S. I'm running a business and uh, I'm needing to grow and. I don't have a ton of time, but I've got to find the right people. That is so key. And I think you're going to find that Indeed it's going to be as helpful for you as it is for me. Uh, Check this out. Candidates you invite to apply are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search. They get you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Now Indeed does the hard work for you, shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster, and that is super important. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash west the offer is good for a limited time so claim your 75 credit now at indeed.com slash west just go to indeed.com slash west support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast indeed.com slash west terms and conditions apply do you need to hire you need indeed What you're really getting at is sometimes we're going so fast and we're we just continue down the same path that we don't stop long enough to unpack it and wh- and whether that's with a counselor or your spouse or whatever, like really kind of pinpointing it and and allowing God to do some surgery on you too and and just unpacking some things I mean there's so much important to that i I love what you're saying too about it's funny that you and I both you know have different experiences that we bring into the discussion about the Holy spirit. And I love the thought that anybody listening to this today, who's, who's coming from any side of that coin, either side of that coin or a totally different type of experience or just no experience whatsoever and just has never really been faced with the power of the Holy spirit and the role of the Holy spirit. And as you said, the emphasis of the Holy spirit throughout scripture I'm so excited for people to turn these pages, and myself included, and maybe press a reset, and uh, and to be reminded where our help really does come from. And, uh, and of course, as we're in Christmas season, you know how many times are we going to hear and say and sing the word peace? And ultimately, I love that promise
2: of peace in knowing who our helper really is, and the role of the Holy Spirit even in the conception of Jesus. You know, Mary was enshrouded by the Holy Spirit when when Jesus was placed within her, and. That might be a, a topic we should rediscover at Christmas, and that's the role of the of the Holy Spirit in bringing Jesus not just to Mary, uh, but to but to all of our lives. Hey, can I brag on Matthew West for a minute? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to stop him, <laughs> Max. But, uh. <laughs> I I know I know people listen to your podcast already because they love you, but there could be somebody who said. I want to hear. Oh, Max's, who's that guy interviewing him? Let me tell you, my buddy Matthew and I have traveled together. We've gone on ministry trips together. We have ministered together. We've laughed together. We've cut up together. Uh, this guy is the real deal, folks. He's the real deal. And uh, he's brilliant. He's talented. He's humble. And he, lo- he loves the church he's got a beautiful family. I've, I've often thought that, you know, really a, a test. Well, Paul said that, that the test of a, of a pastor is that his family, you, you look at his family and he, this guy's got a family that, um, and his father, oh my goodness, his father's a Right.
1: Son. Oh, yeah. Max, thank
2: you, Max. So anybody, if, if somehow, I don't know how you would listen to Matthew's podcast and not know who he is, but <laughs> it could be. Hey, he's the real deal. You know, love is music, but love is heart. It's this guy's ministers, and may God bless you, Matthew. Thank you, Max. Can I ask you one question? Yeah.
1: Can I call you tomorrow and have you tell me the same thing? (laughs) can you be my daily effort?
2: I'm fragile, Max. I'm fragile. Where where, where was I, Matthew? And I, and I texted you in the middle of the night and you were on the grand old Opry. You remember yeah. that's just like a couple of months ago.
0: Yeah.
2: I was in a hotel or something. Yeah. yeah. I was in a hotel. And cause that's really the only place I just kind of scroll through yeah. TV stations and there you are. I was so happy. You uh, know, it's so great when you see a friend and a, and a, uh, you know, it's just a brother doing the good stuff thank you seriously you're very
1: kind and uh i i do consider myself so blessed to be able to have one of my heroes one of the people whose words and faith put into action has impacted my life so much and i've i've shared with you over the years just how i mean i told you like my when my dad first hired me as interim youth pastor at our church in downers grove illinois he handed me a stack of max lakedo books and said uh spend time reading every day and i began to devour your books since all the way back back then and continue to do so now and that's why when max lakedo has a new book out i know it's not some some tangent i know it's it's tested it's tried it is immersed in the truth of scripture and it's been delivered to your home church already and it's something that the world needs. So I'm so glad that your ears are always listening for the leaning of the Holy Spirit. And here you are writing a book, helping us all to better understand the power of the Holy Spirit and the help that comes from it and the peace uh, this Christmas time and every single day of our lives. So, Max, congrats on the new book. And uh, what do you, tell me real quick before you
2: go, Christmas time in the Locato house, what does it look like these days? This is going to be a, a absolutely unusual Christmas because, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Travis Eads is now our senior pastor. But even since he's been here, I've preached every Christmas Eve that he's been here. I've preached every Christmas Eve for, I guess, 34 years. This year is his turn. You got demoted again? <laughs> I got demoted. And I said, Travis, and I said to the staff, I said, I have never had a Christmas Eve just with my family, just us. And I said, could I have permission not to even offer a prayer, not to even do the welcome at the Christmas Eve service? I'm just going to show up with my wife. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to hold her hand. I've got my three daughters and my grandchildren, and we're going to take up a row there at the church. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a delightful day. I've never had that. And so we're really looking forward to that's great max i i could tell you from experience like coming
1: home from christmas tour and having a christmas eve like that where the the churches have all asked me to sing in nashville and i and i've declined the invitation politely uh because the holy spirit told me to and just enjoying that moment with your family i mean people don't understand i mean for for that that you've you know, I remember Christmas season in the in the home of a minister was was not always a peaceful season. It was a it's it a was crazy time. A cra- it was the whitewater, if you will, like it's you said white earlier. Water. So,
2: what about it, you? Are are you going on a a tour? Do you have any big events yeah, coming? Yeah. Well, we've got this
1: fun weekend in Franklin, Tennessee, where people are coming from around the country to hang out and enjoy what Christmas is like where I live. And that's fun. And then uh we were doing a handful of Christmas dates. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, but I'm going to places like Minneapolis and <laughs> and Des Moines, Iowa.
2: Hey, and, there's people in <laughs> Florida, buddy. There's people in Arizona. I gotta tell my agent, like, we gotta flip the script here, man. Like, put me I wanna be in Hawaii in December. And, uh, You're funny.
1: No, but then we're, we're home the whole week of Christmas. Um gonna, you know, get to shut down and, you know, margin and creating margin and saying no to things. Uh, I think you, you inspire me even here in just kind of the steps you've taken as well. And uh, that's something that speaks to me just at this stage of my life too. just trying to figure out like, okay, I could say yes to a lot of things and be toast by the end of the year, or I could, uh, you know, really lean in. And I will say this too, like seeking God's guidance in our lives, like, when you've got a lot of good things that you could do, it's, it's even harder to to say no to things and uh, it's
2: easy to say no to bad things it's exactly. hard to say no to good things that's exactly right so um i'm just
1: i'm glad that you said yes to this thing today so that we'd have the Me chance too. to talk and i'm so excited for people to to read the new book max thank you for doing what you do for being who you
2: are well love to your family and hope to see you again really really soon i don't know when we'll cross trails but i bet it'll be soon All right. Now
1: it's time for songs from the story house today. I think I'm going to do something that I hope won't get me in trouble, but I'm going to do something I haven't done before. And for songs from the story house, I'm going to play you a little clip from literally from a voice memo of the day that I wrote this song. Okay, And this day was actually this week because I was filming a television special with Max Licato, who you just got to hear from. And I found out the television special was named after one of his books. It's called Because of Bethlehem. And I loved that title. And I loved that book. And I asked um, Max and the producers of the show, has anybody ever written a song inspired by that book? And they said, well, no. And I said, well, maybe I will do that. And so I sat down and I read through the book. And I mean, you talk about getting in the Christmas spirit in July. That's what happened. And so even as I'm setting this up, I'm not sure if I want to do it because You know, you have to understand when you're writing a song, it doesn't sound perfect. It's kind of messy. It's probably a little out of tune. It's me just kind of plucking away at the piano because I'm literally still trying to figure it out. Right. But um, I'm so excited to share this with you. And I want to see what you think about it. Right. So um, because I'm trying to decide if I should release it this year. So here's a little bit of the voice memo. I just want you to hear a little bit of of um, the lyrics of the song. Maybe you'll get in the Christmas spirit in July. Okay. But I want to read some of the lyrics to you first. All right. Just a tiny nowhere town with a tiny, no room in. This is where the greatest story ever told begins. Where just a tiny beating heart had all creation leaning in the night, the world forever changed because of Bethlehem. So kind of set the stage here. Here's a little bit of the work tape. I'm letting you in. I'm letting you see behind the curtain here. Don't judge. Uh, hopefully you are get in the Christmas spirit. Check it out.
0: Just a tiny nowhere town With a tiny no room in
2: This is where the greatest
0: story ever told begins With just a tiny beating heart Had all creation leaning in That night the world forever changed Because of Bethlehem The sinner found a savior The outcast found a friend The wounded found a healer, And the known and the dead The wise men found their answer and the shepherds found the Lamb And I found my Emmanuel Because of Bethlehem Love is born Hope is here Heaven's light has made the darkness disappear With peace on earth Goodwill to men God with us, all because of
1: Bethlehem. He's my dad and he gives good advice, and that's why the last segment of today's show is called Dad Vice. Let's hear his theme song first. He
0: is my dad and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Vice.
1: Dad, thanks for joining me as always. Can you send us out with some uh, dad advice today?
3: I sure can, and I can send you out with the best dad jokes ever also. And here's another highlighted one. People love this on tour. I had a dream that I was a muffler last night, and you won't believe what happened. What? I woke up exhausted. That was a crowd pleaser, Matthew. (laughs) Come on. Okay, today we're talking about your song, imperfections. And again, I know I'm your dad, but every one of these 22 songs, just they hit right on. They're uh, five stars out of five stars. So imperfections. Let's look at some of the lyrics. All my life I've been making a list of all the things about me I'd change if I could. And the longer I live, the more I'm convinced the bad and the ugly will outweigh the good. I beat myself up. I tear myself down. And it's never been harder to understand how you perfectly love me in all my imperfections, still can't believe that is true. I love those words. You perfectly love me in all my imperfections. How you perfectly love me and all my imperfections and all my imperfections you'll use. Here are four short reminders for us when it comes to imperfections. One, we are all imperfect. Nobody's perfect, James 3, 2. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble on what he says, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle his whole body. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. A great quote here. I am fallen, flawed, and imperfect, yet drenched in the grace and mercy that is found in Jesus Christ. There is strength. Number two. There is no condemnation to those in Christ. Romans 8, 1, a powerful verse to commit to memory. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Here's a great quote. Shame says that because I am flawed, I am unacceptable. Grace says that though I am flawed, I am cherished. And then thirdly, Press on and rely on his love. In your imperfections, you press on. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, Paul said, but I press on to take hold of that which is in Christ Jesus, that Christ Jesus took hold of of me. Uh, Here's a a great quote. I love this. Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a worrier. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was depressed. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old and Lazarus was dead. (laughs) And here's another quote. I'm nothing near perfect, only loved by a perfect God. Aren't those good quotes? And here's my, I end with my dad advice today, is to accept the fact that you are not perfect, But the one who is will be your strength and your help. He sees the good in you and wants you to focus on him instead of your own shortcomings.
1: That's good. Good stuff. Perfect love casts out all fear. So the fear that God can't use you because of your imperfections is covered by the perfection of God's love. That's good stuff. Thanks, Dad. All right. All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, uh, return guest, Max Licato. Uh, What a dear friend and, and an inspiration he is. And I know that was inspiring to you. Thanks for letting me share a little sneak peek of that new Christmas song. If you like it, maybe I'll be releasing it this year. Thanks to my dad, as always, for some encouraging dad advice. Now, listen, go make the most of the one shot you get, all right? Your story matters. Your story has power. I want you to go to popwee.org today and sign up to receive a free weekly email devotional, something that can help encourage you wherever you're at in your story today. If you need prayer or going through a tough time, you could submit a prayer request. We'd love to be praying for you. If you want to share your story of what God's doing in your life, again, popwee.org. Tell me your story. Your story matters. It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week, my friends.
2: Seriously, I I, I do.